Warning, the following podcast features terrible jokes, usually about board games. Like those jokes your dad tells that make you groan. Yeah, those kind of jokes. Accordingly, Boards and Swords and the producers must insist that no one attempt to recreate any joke performed on this podcast. Watch very closely now. Three, two, one. Bazow! Check that out. We want the phone. <laughs> Gotta have that phone. Is it okay if, so if it's okay if like when the bread touches the fries? Do I really want to just stand still and cast a lightning bolt? No, I want to avoid you and shove a lightning bolt across. I just crapped my alien <laughs> pants. <laughs> By the way, I, I, I just want to let you guys know. Uh-huh. You hate um, all of us and, and we're um, fired. <laughs> I've, I've released poison into the AC system. <laughs> you all have about five. Five minutes left to live. So much news, like all this stuff to talk about. No, there's been some stuff, but it was all boring. You didn't go with C. Well, you need to go with C. And our friends, we we combined. You've told that story. We combined. Have I told it on the podcast? I'm yeah, pretty sure yeah. you have. Well, I'm twice. telling it again because I just realized as I was reading this that this game's already been done. They even made a show about it. It's called Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> and go watch it. This is Boards and Swords. Hello out there, everyone. Welcome to Boards and Swords. We are actually live. I'm going to cry. It's so amazing. Thank you all for being here, the like one or two people that are here. Uh, this is a podcast where we talk about bad jokes, good folks, and some tabletop games. I'm one of your hosts. My name's Chris Renshaw, and I'm going to throw it over to my co-host, Mr. Philip Herbig. Hey, what's going on, everybody? We want to welcome you to this uh, glorious Monday evening. Um, Chris also has a soundboard, so it looks like we're going to have soundboard dueling tonight. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah. oh my gosh. Uh, apologies, this episode is late because, uh, A, I got back from PAX and was exhausted, and B, my internet decided to stop working. So... Uh, we're going to just uh, cross our fingers and count our blessings uh, that we're still going. And I'm recording this on our end. So if the stream stops and Philip and I are still talking, we can at least do that. Although, uh, just to talk about on the show here real quick, um, I did have an idea for because I, I do want to do another live on location thing again. But, you know, that requires there to be like a steady Internet connection. And as we learned last time, the hotspot from the phone idea isn't always a good idea. No. <laughs> I don't know if it'd be any better, you know, when I'm not trying to do a Discord call and a stream through it. <laughs> Maybe that might that change things. But uh, I realized also we could always do a podcast some other day of the week, record it, and then we could just stream the what we the the live the recording on the stream time. So like we could do like a Saturday night recording, you know, so that maybe more people would actually show up and then just stream it on the normal showtime. Oh, and then we could be in the chat like talking. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, so yeah. Oh, so, so, so we would do what fantasy flight should have done. Yeah. That one time. Well, it wouldn't have helped anything because the stream still crashed. Well, yes, but they were trying to do it live. Yeah. Well, but they were also in their studio. That would be like, that's even worse. That them they were doing th- that 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 Gen Con stream was us last Wednesday. That was exactly yeah. what happened. <laughs> 
So you streamed eighty seven times in one hour. Yeah, exactly. I had uh, I had Beetle texting me. I was like, uh, you may want to go clean up the YouTube channel because it's like every time it kicked off, it kicked back on. It created a new stream, and so there was no. just like a huge list of videos. No cleanup. Go watch all the clips. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I had mentioned that there was going to be a guest, um, but. Unfortunately, time zones worked out to where it was not going to work out, which is good considering we didn't have the show when originally scheduled anyways. Uh, so, But that interview will be coming next year. Um, we're just going to do somewhat of what I said, where I'm going to record it offline, just that interview part, and then you know I'll play it during the show where it's like, and we're going to cut to this. And you know, we can still, we can still record the other bits live. But that's enough of that. Let's talk about the actual show. All right. Let's talk about some news. Do you want to play it or do I play this? Hey, that should have both hit it at the same time. (laughs) That's the good part is I hit them both at the same time. So the audio and the video synced up, actually, at least on our end. If you're watching this live, it would sync up regardless. But on our end, sometimes it's off. (laughs) So, all right. Uh, Oh, that's right. Uh, Hey, Philip. Uh, when the leader of, of Gamma, the game associate, uh, the game and manufacturers association steps down, would you call him a president of the board? Like B O R E D? That that's the normal way. No, it's B O A R D. Oh, you said R E D. Yes, I wasn't president of the board. Like I'm bored. I didn't read the article. Anyways, man, I didn't get anything. That's how bad that was. I didn't even get a here. There, at least there's not. <laughs> So I don't know why I just always like to mention when these things happen, just like game industry news. I know nobody listening to this show cares about it, but it's only it's become like a meme in the show that like we talk about how nobody ever stays on the gamma board. They like always get like st- I've brought it up so many times on the show. I feel like I have to keep bringing it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, you have. But uh, the Game Manufacturer Association against the, announced that board president Frank West has stepped down as of November 25th, 2022. He was elected president on August 18th this year. He replaced Grace Collins, the vice president who had taken over as the interim president for Kylie Primus. She had also stepped down earlier this year on July 18th. Now Grace Collins will once again assume the mantle of interim Gamma board president with Frank West leaving. So they're going to hold a special election to fill the remainder of this year, this director's position's term, which runs until March 34, 31st, 2024. Uh, and members will be sent details about this process on November 30th, 2022. Like, that just sounds like a job nobody wants. <laughs> it does. It does. Like... I saw the like the title of the article was like, or I read through there like after three months, and I was like, didn't that just happen in Britain too? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, it's like being a drummer in Spinal Tap. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I feel like you give this to the person that's uh, that's like acting up, and then when they act up, you just like whoever's like not holding their weight, you just do to make them, them president, <laughs> make them president, and then when they don't do anything, then you can vote them out, and then like. They've disgraced, like, instead of, like, someone's just a sit, like, think of, like, your board of directors, and there's that one guy that's just sitting there, he shows up to vote, and that's about it. Well, you make him president, and then when he doesn't do anything, then you just fire him, and then he's off the board as well. There you go. And you're like, boom, I healed two birds with one stone. 
Or uh, they need to make a board game out of this where they all draw names from a hat. Um, <laughs> actually, no. Take the, I take that back. Uh, we're gonna do this. Uh, we're gonna do this Hunger Games style, <laughs> where each director has to be offered up as tribute, <laughs> oh, <there we laughs> and they're forced to compete in different, not to the death, but like forced to compete in various, like maybe maybe various terrible games. And we stream it, all right? We stream the entire process, and they all have to play terrible games. Like for it's it's uh, it's, uh, it's uh, just elimination Munchkin. That's what it is. Yeah. Well, no, like multiple terrible games. Okay. Super Munchkin. Like like Munchkin would be level one. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what we're starting with, and then maybe we'll hit like Monopoly and maybe like Phase Ten and Uno with the correct rules. Oh, I think they would all just resign. It was like, oh, yeah, with the correct rules. Not we quit. We're done. All right. And we fixed a problem (laughs) because clearly something's wrong. So, uh, yeah, Uh, again, most people that listen to this don't care, but I think it's hilarious. So March 31st, I'll apply. (laughs) Can't do any worse. I know, right? Uh, You might have to move to Ohio, but don't you have a sister lives there? Yeah, my sister and my niece are in Ohio. Okay. I'm applying. <laughs> uh, so um, tried to wa- I tried to wash my car uh, and use the right hose setting, but I missed. No, I got nothing. You got nothing? I got nothing. I heard a boop, <laughs> boop, and that was it. That's oh, the- you didn't hear the grunt? I did the grunt, yay. Oh, I only heard the, the beeps at the end. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's annoying. Yeah. Is it not playing on your end, too? Oh, well. well perfectly playing on my end. That's the thing. Oh, well. Uh, so, Z-Man Games announced that on January 6, 2023, they're going to have a new version of Carcassonne called Miss Over Carcassonne. Uh, it is the first cooperative version of Carcassonne ever released. Players will make their way through six level of challenges by adding new tiles each turn to the board and placing meeples to score points. Uh, or excuse me, uh, yeah. Throughout the game, ghosts appear on the board and players will be required to pacify them. Players must reach various goal times with a specific number of points scored. If the ghosts uh, overwhelm the board and players can't draw tiles anymore because ghosts are completed, or before the goals are completed, the players lose the game. So one to five players plays in 35 minutes. My guess is probably okay. 39.99. That's a typo. What it 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 is red on screen. If the ghosts overwhelm the board and players can draw tiles uh, anymore, I was like, wait a minute, that's a horrible rule. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, co-op Carcassonne, which based on the, the the artwork and the designs here, I, I think this is going for more of a introduce your kids to Carcassonne kind of vibe, or or your family to play Carcassonne. Yeah. Philip, you've played Carcassonne, I think, right? I was just about to ask that. Didn't, um, it's a tile. It's a tile game where you put meeples on the roads or in the fields or to build the castles. I feel like I feel what, like I don't think I played what's with King the, Domino. King Domino. That's where the tiles are like they look like domino shapes, and you're trying oh, to make okay, a grid. I haven't played that. I um, played something, but I feel like. But there's like there's like goals where like you have to have the most, uh, like fields. Yes. And the most fences, and that like kind of each stuff? field is scored by the number of completed castles in there. And if you yeah, have like yeah, the yeah. most power in the field, you get the field or whatever. 
Okay, then yes, I have. I, th- I feel like Colin and Cindy played it with you or something. Yeah. I thought I remember oh, that. Oh, being... yeah, okay. Yeah, I played Fly <laughs> See, that one works. So, yeah. Uh, I went to go use my phone, but it was busy making RPG characters. That's what I get for putting it on D&D. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> so, Dungeons & Dragons evolves beyond races. New RPG game term will appear on one D&D book, which I still, I really am praying that that's just a playtest rule or name, and that's not going to be the actual name of the thing. So, uh, Dungeons & Dragons will no longer use race as a game term, starting with one D&D. Uh, they will be replaced with species as a game term. The term race has been used to determine the general ancestry of a character since the first edition of the game. However, the playtesters and Wizards Coast believe it's time to leave that term in the past. So, and they say it here, we understand race is a problem, problematic term that has prejudiced links between real-world people and fantasy peoples of D&D worlds. The usage of the term across D&D and other popular IP has evolved over time. Now it's time for the next evolution. Which, you can kind of feel like, D&D is being woke, brah. But also, if you think about it, race has always kind of been the wrong term. It... It has like sub race. When you talk about like, say we're talking about dw- yeah. like gnomes, you got like hill gnomes, and you've got or you got yeah, like forest wh- gnomes, and you rock four- gnomes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are actually races. Like the the sub race stuff that you get. Like you know when you got wood elves and high elves and and you know all these other elves, the dark elves or drow. Like those are actually races. We're talking. You are talking species here. Species is the de- is the you know correct form of it. These are races implies that they're all the same species, but they're different forms of the same species. So this is just being more scientific or what's the word? It, it's uh, not genre. I don't want to say genre. There's there's a way of categorically specific. There was there was a no no. I don't want to say genealogy, but there's a word that starts with G that talks about this. The like assigning of stuff anyways whatever race is out species is in that just sounds really like i know species is the correct term and i just said species is the correct term it just sounds weird and that's probably why they did it does it's probably why they have it weird it's probably why it was race because race sounds like it just sounds better that like species feels like we're pulling out a science book it's also more pro prevalent yeah in just all I'm 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 rewatching um, Star Trek DS9. Yeah. All right, and they talk about the Alpha Quadrant races: mm. Ferengi, Human, Vulcan, Romulan, Cardassian. That's interesting. I mean, it's I like, feel like it's they use they use the or, or at least in the the ICV2 article, ancestry. I feel like is the better term here. Eh. I kind of like ancestry because they can't really use background. I also like how they, 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 like this was in one of the, the other guides where they broke out the, the each, each, you know, species now doesn't have like established starting characteristics. You can kind of change it up the way you want to, which kind of makes like, I feel like it doesn't, cause you know, like we are the same species as like, you know, uh, Peyton Manning. But like our stat sheet yes. would be complete. <laughs> he, <laughs> we would not be having the same beneficial stuff as as him, you know. <laughs> so I feel like background. I feel like those those kind of like stat buffs need to be on like backgrounds, anyways. Let me design D and got this. All right. Anyways, uh, moving on. A lot of people have already terraformed an opinion on this one. 
or this movie. I have I no response to that. I didn't scroll. Uh, Terraforming Mars board game has been optioned for film adaptation. We'll highlight class struggle, colonialism, and ecological collapse. So you want to talk about uh, talk about talk about your woke there, <laughs> colonialism, ecological collapse. Isn't like, the goal to like form an environment on Mars? I though? think the idea being is that Earth's eco- it, it, like the reason we have to go terraform Mars is like our ecology is collapsing. They, this is that's that's a documentary. That's not a film adaptation. <laughs> or they're trying to say like, what happens if you don't? do it right then you get the ecological collapse okay so the film rights for still that's a documentary that's where we are right now the film rights for terraforming mars were acquired by cobalt knight a studio co-founded by christopher kaminsky who worked on the video games such as mad world and christopher knox company has already revealed some of the elements it aims to include in a film adaptation of the space board game including a narrative that highlights the game's themes including a existential tropes like class struggle, colonialism, and ecological collapse. So, Terraforming Mars doesn't really have a story. It is it doesn't. You're you're part of a corporation trying to I mean like the the, the like Terraform Mars. The point of making a movie off of an existing property is that there's a fan base already attached to that property, all right? But I feel like there's no benefit to making a terraforming mars movie because a the people that are going to go see this movie because it's terraforming mars is really tiny as opposed to if you just made this movie called we changed mars or something like that like i don't know like you could like there's nothing specific to terraforming mars that you couldn't just make another movie and not call it terraforming mars terraforming mars is already based on a movie it's total recall or red planet red planet that was a cool movie yeah so it's like someone was just like, this has to be like, I like this board game. I want to make a movie on it. And the, or somebody was like, we've got a movie about this thing. And you're like, hey, you know, there's a board game like that. Oh, okay. You know, if you get the rights to it, then we can make all these news stories and all this PR about how, like, I feel like the, uh, who was it? Uh, indie boards and car- to get more copies of the game sold. Yeah, exactly. Like indie boards and cart. Somebody was like, offering up the terraforming mars rights like it wasn't somebody being like let's go get those rights someone's like hey we see potential here you've got something that you've got something that can help you know what i'm saying like this doesn't see you know this is just weird well oh and like just reading reading the last sentence of the article kind of confirms the potential terraforming mars film adaptation has yet to have a director producer cast and release date confirmed yeah like it's popular, but it's popular within the tiny ecosystem that is board gaming. <laughs> All right, so we'll just launch it at we'll we'll release the movie at Gen Con. That's it. Boom. Yeah, there you go. All right, last story. Uh, I could say that this next story will be crap, but that wouldn't be cephalo fair of me. Dang it, freaking cookies. So uh, while Philip's trying to figure out why stuff. <laughs> Backer Ket. I just realized this thing says Backer Ket. Gloomhaven announces a tabletop RPG that will adapt the board's card game-based mechanics, or card-based, the board game's card-based mechanics. Cephal Affairs takeoff, I can't. Cephal Affairs tabletop takeover launches on Backer Ket in 2023. (laughs) This was the hottest news at uh, PAX Unplugged, which I'm already putting a moratorium. You're not going to hear me say a word about PAX Unplugged. Because A, I didn't really see much because uh, I was working the whole time. And B, 
Corey and Jimmy are coming on next week. They're going to be on the show, and we'll talk a lot about Pax and Pluck. Then, since we were supposed to have the the guest on this episode, I had bumped them, and so we'll talk about that next time. But uh, this was all the rage. Like as soon as you go into Pax and Pluck, you know how like a lot of times at the convention, there's usually like posters above the door. Like this was the poster above the door that was like Gloomhaven RPG, and it was weird because like until this came, this story came out. Like when I was putting together the news as I'm like driving back from or, you know, riding in the car back from Gen or from uh, PAX Unplugged, there are no news people had picked this up. Like I thought somebody would have like run with this Friday when it got announced. So uh, uh, they gave the announcement during Friday during the PAX Unplugged 2022 saying Gloomhaven RPG will give the players the tools and world building elements needed to tell their own stories within the board game's original fantasy setting. The currently planned single source book will put a gloom master in the facilitator hot seat as they lead a party of adventurers through adventures that have the same sense of danger, mystery, and combat puzzles exemplified in previous dungeon crawling dungeon crawling titles. And Ashoser 40k says, I want to be a gloom master. I feel like everybody that's a millennial has already succeeded at being a gloom master. Now there's an official title. Yeah, it's true. Uh, it'll use this Gloomhaven signature card-based system, but the, 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 blah, 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 blah. Isaac Childress mentioned the addition of a third option that lets you perform uh, great feats out of combat, but opens up a new dimension in combat, letting you swing from chandeliers, kick through walls, or even convince the bad guys to stop fighting. Isn't that just RPGs? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's... <laughs> like... I, I get it. I, I mean, sure, if like, you know, I'm thinking like, you know, uh, what's it called? Uh, Genesis or Star Wars, where there's like kind of an element built into the thing about doing those type of weird things, kind of uh, unlike it's not like a straight dice roll sort of thing. Um, but anyways, that that's a that's that's weird. A third option. Wait, did they is say the Frosthaven not out yet? It is. It is being shipped right now. So okay. people are getting it as we speak. Okay, because it's just like it's like the upcoming sequel Frost. I'm like that's been like two years now. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But that box is huge. Like, uh, it it is it is massive, even compared to the original Gloomhaven. Like, you remember how big the Gloomhaven box was? Is it a whole Calyx cube? Uh, maybe if you turned it sideways and filled the entire depth. Like the depth is what we're talking about. Yeah. Like. Um, do, 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 do. it'll be cross compatible with all the previous board games and they want to turn the once those boxes to form as such of a two I mean this part is cool to be able to craft your own adventures where you've already got the tiles like you're basically setting up a dungeon crawl and then you're just yeah. playing the the that that aspect is is neat I do like that to where you don't have to worry about like maps or coming up with new maps like oh I'll just set up these tiles the way I want to so all right. And a lot of those tiles have probably been digitized on, you know, online media. So you yeah. can, you know, throw them up on a monitor on a table and boom. Yep. Uh, da, 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 da. There was a live play demo. I haven't even looked to see. It. I haven't. E- there's a live play demo, but I didn't even look to see if there's video of it online. I should probably check that out. That probably would be something good to do. So, uh, Philip, I decided it made much better. Uh, it made a better idea. Uh, for us to do the Patreon plug now versus later. Because <laughs> this gives me a chance after the news to take a break and get stuff queued up for the next part. So why don't you tell people right. why, they should, why they should back our Patreon? Well, they're... Uh, f- hang on just a moment, please. <laughs> <laughs> 
so uh patreon.com slash boards and swords board and swords.com slash patreon uh so before and after the show chris and i like to sit here goof off uh you know just sit and chat about the show and things we want to talk about in upcoming shows those are the bonus bits all right for just a dollar a month that's 50 cents per episode you get access to the bonus bits um you get access to some special channels in the discord i see they've got the little lock on their uh, yep. hashtag there all right um and uh really all around it's just a good time you get to you get to show your support for us we get to know that there's people out there who find this content enjoyable which you know motivates us to get a little get a little more crazy maybe we're gonna um i don't know you know maybe maybe philip will go to pax unplugged next year that uh... No, because it's like too close to mancation for you. <laughs> that is, yeah, I'm more hoping Philip goes to Gen Con next year. Uh, see, that's one too. Maybe I can. <laughs> um, but then you know there there's a there's still higher tiers on there, right? I haven't looked. Uh, yeah, but once again, I'm thinking about twisting everything around, twisting stuff around. But that's more on the goal side. Okay. But yeah, that is more on the goal side. Uh, we Somewhere got, we in got there, dice. You get a dice. Dice are in work. So they are they are currently being what they have been bought and paid for. I'm just waiting for them to get shipped to me. They are fancy. They say boards and swords on the sixth. And the year. And on the sixth, yes. Okay, gotcha. On the sixth. All right, gotcha. That's 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 how you know you crit. All right. Yeah. Boom. You roll a boards and swords, bam, it's max damage. It's how I know I like did really well when I roll and uh and I cause I use boards and swords dice for when I'm playing uh Warhammer. Oh, there you go. See? Oh, Hoser forty K roll is is correct. Uh, I will also make up bad puns about your favorite board game. Oh, that's right. That, I that's one I haven't of the done best that, parts. I haven't done that in a while because we haven't had a new follower in a while or a new $5 patron in a while. We haven't. And I see, and, oh, see, he's, he, and I think he's cleared out the list too. Yeah. There used uh, to be a list in the show notes. Yep. Uh, yeah, because I was getting caught up on everything. So, by the way, Hoser40k says in the in the chat that the Gloomhaven RPG playthrough wasn't all that great, and it didn't focus on the game so much as the players trying to be funny. Oh, okay. That's fair. I don't know if I would call that wasn't all that great. It wasn't all that great of a playthrough of the system, sure, but that's usually what makes RPGs good is... Yeah. I mean, that that is that is the, the... Especially when you're in a live environment, you're not wanting to be serious. Like, a live environment, yeah, like, you're trying to be in funny. If it was a serious like playthrough where they're streaming it live and stuff that'd be different but at a con at a live event i feel like you're you're wanting to do especially with the people that i see on there you're trying to get you know you're trying to be more funny yeah you're trying you know get the audience involved that was at that was at gen con what money cook is that yes. the one you and i went yes. to yeah the like instant yeah. adventure yeah like that was great yeah and they completely uh, like just screwed with the rules, and it was like, oh, whatever. It was fun. Well, yeah, it was that was Cipher System. So, so uh, also, t- did you know we we kind of sort of have a sponsor? Ooh, so who's our sponsor? Uh, today's episode is uh, okay, not sponsored. The word is supported. They didn't pay us money for this. It's just one of those. Hey, there was a cool podcast that said, let's do a promo swap, and uh, okay. we'll talk about your show. You talk about ours. So I went and checked their podcast out. It's supported by Dum Dums and Dragons because how can you say no to a podcast that's called Dum Dums and Dragons? That is awesome. Uh, it's a podcast where prof- professional improvisers and comedians play Dungeons and Dragons for the first time. It's like Lord of the Rings if everyone was an idiot, which explains pretty <laughs> much 99% of D&D games. That wasn't in the copy. I'm just ad-libbing that part. 
Uh, with professional-grade storytelling from award-winning game designer and playwright and a cast made up of Second City-trained improvisers, Dum Dums and Dragons is a show that will make you laugh and might even make you cry. So th- if that didn't sell you, this will. Uh, during each of their adventures, these Dum Dums are joined by different special guest performers whose characters include Ranger, the Ranger, the Orc Warlord, Little Pim Pim, and the infamous, not Peter Baelish, who looks and sounds exactly like Peter Baelish. <laughs> <laughs> and new episodes are released every Monday. Um, so I sat down, I listened to an episode of it. You want to know what the best thing I like about this show is? It's an hour long. <laughs> oh, wow. It is only an hour long. There are so many actual plays. It's like, we're going to do a three-hour show every week. And I'm like, I ain't got time for that. Like, sure, there are plenty of other shows I listen to that are that much, but it's like I can only listen to so many like multi hours a week podcast, you know, podcasts and shows. So it's like, yeah, I'm not keeping up with Critical Role or all these other things. But an hour a week, or you know, hour a week, I could do that. <laughs> I'm just flipping through some of the from uh, uh, 285 episodes. Yeah. Yeah, they're on um, their like sixth season. They're on their sixth season. Mm-hmm. Uh, five of those episodes are previous season recaps, which, you know, that's whatever. So 280 episodes. One of them's called I Haven't Killed Anyone Since Yesterday. <laughs> and the show actually started off by them playing that Lost Minds of Fandavalier, the one, the original adventure where you got killed immediately in D&D oh, 5D. Oh, yeah, that one. So yeah. that's the adventure they start with. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So, uh, you can listen to Dum Dums and Dragons anywhere you listen to podcasts. Our thanks to Dum Dums and Dragons for their support. So, yeah. Um, while we're talking about support and stuff, we just talked about Patreon and as we go into there. So, if you've, if you've not been listening to the video show, one thing you will notice is that, um, there we go. Uh, if you listen to the video show, you'll notice that I've gotten good at throwing up this like PowerPoint up here and doing some images and to, to kind of narrate how I'm, I'm doing it. It's not a big, huge deal. It's just something really nice that I could just go like, blah, actually, no, it's this way. Blah. And it's just a, to something. So it's not just me and Philip's face on a screen talking, but I got to thinking that I could use this in better ways. Well, not better ways. I could, this, this, this brings in new possibilities. And I was like, and also to encourage people to go to the Discord, boardsandswords.com slash Discord, you will find that there is a channel in there called Show Stuff. What I would like people to do is send in photos of their games and things that they've been up to, and we will do like a community corner thing. And I can put their pictures into the PowerPoint here and show off their their stuff and tell me, like, we're looking for stories like that. Ooh, like, uh, I can't believe this happened, uh, you know, like... Um, we were cornered in the, the market and our rogue managed to pull a nat 20 and swing through a line, say, yeah, at Joe's as a distraction, which is something that actually happened in our D&D group. Um, but it, things like that, just funny things, interesting things, something that would be entertaining to talk about, something that'll make us laugh or smile or cry or something. So go to the Discord boardsandswords.com slash Discord and post in the show stuff category is show stuff channel send us a picture with a little cap and i will throw it in here on the show now let's talk some games if i actually get to the right thing so uh yeah i've played a lot of warhammer go figure um i found out that that i've been playing a lot more games with the imperial knights because you know that's what happens um i found out 
Knights are not really designed for under a thousand points. They kind of suck. Okay. All their special rules, they're all designed for like your normal count 2000 point games. When you start getting under a thousand, they don't, they don't work too well. Like all the honor points that you get for doings of oaths, it's kind of hard to get those things achieved. And so you kind of end up hurting yourself. But like, for instance, uh, you know, like, oh, well, this is the, that's never mind. I got to switch. Yeah, so like I've just been playing a lot of like close to a thousand point game. This was actually a uh, twelve fifty, I think, which ended up being like four armager or four or five armagers and one of the big guys, and just all the armagers died, and I'm pretty much just left this one big guy <laughs> getting assaulted by a bunch of uh, by a bunch of sisters of battle. The only reason I ended up win, I didn't even win that game. I tied it. I just tied it because I managed to take because a lot of the scoring was happening at the end. And I moved all the points that were going to get scored on to the big guy because he had the most health. And I killed all the stuff. Uh, I killed all the stuff on the on the other person's team that had all of their that had all their points. So they got a lot of the points during the game. I got a lot of points at the end of the game. And Hoser Forty K goes, "Don't aren't a lot of uh, GW armies like that." Not so. I feel like Grey Knights was a lot different when I played Grey Knights. It was actually you know, like their, their, their stuff actually worked, but you'll see what I mean here in a minute. Like, first of all, you've got the, the thing that they're just big. So they cost a lot. So let me skip through here. Uh, da, da, da. all right. Like here, I had to play two 750 point games. My smallest amount of unit that I can do was 150. And the way the, the, the two 750 point games, they had to be like, you're dividing your team into groups and sending them off. So I couldn't, if I put like somebody in group A, they couldn't also be in group B. Oh. So like the first game, I had four of these armager guys that are these tiny guys. And you know, that only adds up to like 660, but I don't have anything for 90 points. <laughs> so I, I played that. They all died really quickly and I, or not really quickly. They, they, one stayed standing but I didn't have enough units to cap points because if I was trying to capture points, I couldn't shoot because you can't do anything else other than just capturing those points. So it's like, yep. dang it, I need to get some points, but I also need to shoot the things that are shooting at me. Uh, and then, uh, then the second game, the second game, you may be like, man, that's just a small cutaway of the battle. There's the one big guy and there's the one little guy. No, that was the only thing I could field. <laughs> it's two figures because oh, wow. this guy's like 500 points and then 150 so again we're at like 650 so i'm not even getting the whole 750 because there's no way for me to because i already used four of the armagers i only have two left so the only way that feasibly put a team on there was to have these two things i actually tied this game surprisingly enough not sure how that happened Honestly, I think it's because the guy was going for the kill and really wanted to kill this big old guy, and he kind of focused on the big guy, and it did die. Uh, meanwhile, the the tiny guy managed to score and score enough points to kind of keep me in the game. Okay. So, yeah. So, yeah. Knights, not great at low. <laughs> anything above a thousand, cool. Like that twelve fifty game wasn't so bad, but yeah, um, cool. So, uh, I flipped through a bunch of stuff here. Uh, we had this this next picture this was my bag for black friday because we haven't recorded since black friday and i was like okay we're gonna i'm gonna be spending like all day at the game store playing games but i don't know what people are gonna want to play so i just kind of loaded up everything that i could potentially want 
Uh, anything that pretty much was not a Warhammer game. I don't think I brought any Warhammer games that day. Uh, but I did get to play a lot of Resident Evil 3, which I'll talk about later. Oh. Um, but we also had Thanksgiving. Nice. Thanksgiving, the greatest holiday ever. Uh, so I got the photo up here. Uh, I played with, I basically played my Imperial Fists Heresy Army in uh, 40K because I have these two massive tanks now and it let me bring those. Uh, it was great. So there's the the grocery store that we used to bunch of Necromunda terrain. You can't see it, but there's a there's a turkey meeple in the center there, and uh, everybody had to go. Um, last time we made it, so you just had there was a door on either side of the grocery store, but it meant the people that were sitting right next to the grocery store were right next to the grocery store. So I was like, hey man, why don't we put like a, a warp point at the in the center of each table so everyone is equidistant from an entry into the battlefield. And so that's what we ended up doing. And then one guy managed to score really quickly because he got in and there was kind of this like standoff going on in there because like nobody wanted to attack the other person and everybody else was kind of like outside like, okay, we're just going to shoot him when he comes out with the turkey, right? And then finally on like turn three or four, he hopped, he managed to like hop out of the, hop out of the grocery store into a vehicle and off the board in one turn. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but it was also, there was, we had this kind of alliance going on where it's like, nobody's going to fire till he gets the turkey out. And so like, I started trying to like send my stuff the opposite way, but my stuff was slow. So I couldn't get it. I was going to try and go around and just start causing, I was like, I don't know if I want to like go get around in this massive fire. I just want to go start some chaos. So I was going to go to the other side of the board and just start shooting their stuff mm. in case somebody went off the tur with the turkey that way. And so, uh, yeah, it, it, it was just, it was chaotic, but it was still fun. Always fun. Mass battles are fun. Uh, let's see. Whoops. Wrong button. Uh, let's see what else we got here. What else? What else? All right. Last I'll talk about Warhammer. I promise is, uh, I bought a new army box. Uh, they had these, these battle force boxes. So I bought myself an early Christmas present. Uh, these are the thousand sons. Um, they're basically like the evil versions of my gray knights. And then this ah. here is his, is Magnus. Uh, basically, uh, the emperor made them to be very psychically active and then they started being very sorcery based. And then the emperor and everybody else is like, no, don't do that. And they're like, what are you talking about? This is what you made us for. And he's like, that's bad. And then the, the Magnus here, before he became all demon, like found out Horus was going to betray him. And he's like, I'm going to go warn the emperor, but the emperor is, uh, locked in his thing, working on something. I'm going to psychically break into it. And he he messed some he messed some stuff up like real bad. And so the emperor's like, go get him and bring him here for to face trial. And Horace told the guy and says, the emperor wants you to go kill him and raise his planet. <coughs> and so, yeah, they became all demony and chaotic instead. So uh, I made this demon. This is Magnus here. Um, he's got lots of, of, of pointed bits. So when I was putting stuff together, I ended up stabbing myself in the hand. So blood was sacrificed, and I'm pretty sure I've committed some sort of ritual now. <laughs> there we go. Um, so so if now I, you'll never lose. Uh, doubtful, because those two <laughs> games I played were after that, <laughs> and I did lose one of them. Because you didn't play with him. Ah, uh, okay. Well, they tell me in 40K this is actually a terrible model, because because it can't hide behind anything, and everyone just kills it immediately. <laughs> oh. But can things hide behind it? Um... I mean, sort of, like everyone's going to be busy killing with it that you could do whatever. There you go. Like yeah. That's your use case. That's your bullet sponge. 
but uh, uh, this will just be fun to paint. I don't know. Again, because I'm thinking like because um, since they 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 don't have like the Primaris Marines that you see now, these are pretty much the same as when they were in Horus Heresy, except for their armor's red versus blue for a, for a very different lore reason. Um, and so I'm tempted to just paint these up as Horus Heresy and use them in Heresy instead because I have a lot of fun with that game. But yeah, in case I ever do, I've got I've got a demon. I finally and I had to say this because like literally the day I pre-ordered this box, there was a balanced data slate or a, a meta watch that came out and it was like Zinch, who that's the 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 the, the Thousand Sons worship Zinch. They're like Zinch is currently winning 70% of the time, and like with 60% of the time, it's Thousand Sons and Zinch. So I was like, I just want to say that I've talked about playing Thousand Sons for a while. This is not because of the meta watch. I am not just trying to <laughs> gamify the meta here. I don't even know if I'm going to play them in 40K. And Horse of 40K says, buying yourself your own Christmas presents is the best. And it's I this. agree. So, Philip, I realized so that uh, we have been playing a D&D game and we have not been talking about it on the show. We could be talking about a show. So, because it, it might could, sound, yeah. it sounds like that you don't play any games when the, the opposite is true. You have been playing lots of games. I do. I play D and I mean, I play Destiny, but that's 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 whatever. Philip always plays Destiny. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the D and D game. It's uh, so we're playing Spelljammer. Awesome. It's so cool. So it's D and D in space. Um, in space. <laughs> so the rough. We're, we're actually towards the end of it, but the basic gist is is that uh, our planet is getting blown up. And we have to go into space and uh, convince and find a way of getting the elves that are blowing up our planet to stop blowing up our planet. So, Phil, right. what, what happened? What happened the last time we played? Um, we raised an armada and invaded territory. Yeah, freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah, the one down. Got, the one downside is I got like gnome bombed. Like yeah, I always do. Yeah, so Corey and Jimmy were like spending a while trying to like figure out tactfully what's the best way i'm like let's just let's just get into the fight <laughs> I, I was getting a little barbaric there but i don't know if it's something about my character i've just not been feeling the role playing i've been feeling more of the let's let's get into combat maybe because i'm min max kind of my character that i'm just like i just want to shoot yeah. stuff i just want to punch yeah. stuff just let me punch stuff and not get punched you just want and that was and like thinking back on i think even you were sitting there at the end you're like I should have just ran away. I should have taken the opportunity attacks that would have missed anyway yeah. and gone and killed that thing that was killing me. Yeah. Yeah. So. You're at a 20 now. That's ridiculous. No, I started at a 20. I never changed. You started at a 20 <laughs> I started AC? started at a 20 AC. <laughs> that was the min maxing, is I've started at a 20 AC. <laughs> Who takes improved initiative? <laughs> <laughs> Not this guy. My initiative is zero. <laughs> okay, so, so, yeah. Well, so, is that just like armor and traits and stuff you get yeah. the 20 from? Okay. All gotcha. the artificer stuff that like give you can like enchant your armor to give you plus one armor class and then the arm choosing the right armor itself that was more defensive and stuff like that. Okay, that's right. Yeah. And less stealth clank clank clank. Yeah, clank. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually I just I just and I, I um like I I do like the way we're getting into like it was like, hey, yeah. I called the treant that's part of our tree and I was like, hey, throw me. <laughs> Just throw me out of the mist. Yep. And uh, yeah, so we attacked. We, at we, we we decided to go attack one of the ships that's got the lead commander on it. And we're like, we'll take him out and then it'll be all, all good. 
Um, and then, sorry, I'm getting a message. I was like, are you podcasting? Yes. And dragons showed up. Yeah, and then dragons showed up, and we managed to scare them off because we had this like item that made it uh, so it's okay. That's right. But uh, I thought... <laughs> If anyone that's that was I, if anyone that I ever played D and D with, they'll they would know this 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 kind of inside joke we had. Where so we finish off like a bunch of the guys that are on the top deck, and we're going down to like there's a whole bunch of rooms, and we have to do that. Like, is it this door? Is it that door? And I open up the door, and I'm like, fine, I've got the twenty AC. Just let me go in. I'm not gonna like sneak in. I'm just gonna like bam, I'm here, and I do that, and there's four people staring at me. And I'm just like, I just said, I closed the door. <laughs> like that used to, that was like an inside joke at our thing where it's like, you open the door and there's all these things. That's like, I closed the door. <laughs> but like I said it and then he's like, all right. And I'm like, no, I don't actually close the door. It's just a, it's just a joke. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, I died like three times like because three guess what? Times? Yeah, man. I could not roll a saving throw above like eight to save my life. Literally, <laughs> like I'd be fine on like anything that was, uh, you know, like an armor or not like an armor. Uh, if it was an armor uh, and rolled against my AC that the GM was rolling or the DM was rolling terrible, uh, you know, for my attacks, I was rolling just fine on my attacks. But when it came to time, it was like make a dexterity saving throw or make this kind of saving throw or that kind. Of, it's like eight, three, two, one, you know, like all these like low numbers. And I was just like, son of a bitch. This sucks so bad. All right, we got to bring him back to life. It was great. Multiple times. Multiple times. That's right. Hi, Mike Hargis. I'm just sitting there thinking, like, we're not going to get a long rest out of this. Nope. Why do you think? Nope. Uh, while you guys like ran out to go to the the, the deck or whatever, I was like, I'm going to stay here and I'm going to cast because it was like, how long can I use? It's like, oh, you need a short rest to be able to use your hit dice, which is yep. an hour. That's bull. I, I, I wish like, it was five. We're not going to get that it used either. To be, it used to be five minutes. Yep. They changed it fifth edition to be be an hour, which I guess makes more sense technically. But uh, I liked it. or um, So I was just like, fine, whatever. I'm going to use my second. I'm going to use my last second level spell and heal myself up because I only get like three. That's the downside of the artificer is you get to use magic, but not a lot of it. <laughs> like Mike and them have already gotten like three and level three and level four spells and i'm still just up i have seven spells total right now i have four level th ones and three level threes if you uh what's your if you multi into warlock mm -hmm. all of them will turn into level threes wow because that's the whole pact magic thing is everything casts at one level oh okay. and it's your highest yeah that's neat so all your spell slots convert yep. to they be, they, yeah, because they you can always cast stuff at higher level, but you only have yep. so many slots. That's neat. Yeah. So you'd you'd be running around seven. What what? How many do you have total? Uh, seven. Yeah. Seven total. Yeah. So seven level threes. Oh, it'd be seven level two or level two. Excuse me. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh. All right. Last thing I want to talk about here. Have you heard the fallout from the Hasbro Fireside chat about the thirtieth anniversary? No, I haven't. Is this new? I mean, I heard. Oh. I, so I, I, I mean, we talked about on the show the, uh, you know, the the thousand dollar booster packs and everybody getting upset uh -huh. about that. And then there was the article we talked about last time where like they downgraded Hasbro stock based on the fact that they're overprinting a bunch of stuff. But I guess if there was a fireside chat stuff, talk about it. All right. Um, 
Well, dang. Now I need to. Now I'm curious. Oh, that's, they're destroying magic. Oh. I did see an article pop up about that. Gotcha. No, but I did hear the thing where they were like, uh, I think Beetle posted it in the Discord. That's like, D&D's being under, under monetized. I'm like, because the nature of D&D is that only one person buys most of the stuff. Yeah. Like, kind of the whole deal about, about RPGs there, Slick. So, uh, uh, last thing I want to talk about. Before we go, and I'm gonna I'm gonna actually kick this over to BGG because I don't have any good pictures. Is uh, I played finally played more of the uh, Resident Evil Three, uh, the vo- the vid- the board game. So it's like Resident Evil Three, the video game, the board game, <laughs> the flamethrower. Uh, this is from Steamforge Games. Uh, this is the the second one I think they've done because I think they did two first and then they did three and then I think they went back and did one. I think, but. Uh, the one actually on screen here, I think this is a Kickstarter version because it's actually got doors and mine did not have doors. It just had tokens for the the doors. So maybe that's an add-on or something you can get. But um, this seems like actually, because I was I was going into this, I didn't play the video game Resident Evil 3. Of, of any of the Steamforge games I've got, I've played none of the video game versions of them. But I was just curious as to like, how does this... For someone that's not interested or that hasn't played the video game, would you be interested in all in in the? That's the kind of the the direction I'm I'm bringing to this is I've never played any of these games, but would you buy these? And I have to say, I've played at least a little bit of I've played a decent number of zombie games. I haven't played all of them, but I will say this is probably the hardest freaking zombie game I've ever played, and probably holds true to the the IP in that direction. Cause so the 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 gist of it is pretty. I mean, it's pretty uh, it standard. All right, you have a whole bunch of tile. Like you have a book that, te- that lays out the map for that whatever mission you're doing. You can do them all individually, or you can play in the campaign. And this picture over here, you can see like here's all the locations. Like you start off with all the ones on the left unlocked, and as you play them, you find items that unlock the other ones. And when you get these four. Uh, key items, which are probably on this last row over here, you unlock the top two, which are the bosses. So very similar to like kind of like an, uh, a video game where like you have to go down each room or you know each section of the map to find the things you need. Um, so, but you, you get this, the book tells you like, okay, here's all the stuff, here's all the doors, here's all the, you know, all the zombies, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so on your turn, you get, Basically, you get uh, four actions, which can be things like, you know, this stuff is pretty standard. It's, uh, you know, I can attack, I can open a door, I can move or trade items, etc. Or use an item, etc, etc. And then you'll see there's all these like colored tokens on here. That represents kind of the unknown bit, like you're stepping into a thing, but you don't know exactly what's going to happen. So like when you first step into a room that's got one of these colored tokens, you roll on this, uh, you roll on either whatever color it is. So if it's yellow, there's a yellow chart. And if there's red, there's a red chart. And it's different for each mission. And so it may be like, if you roll really bad, it's funny because if you roll on the yellow and you roll the worst option, you actually bump down and roll on the red chart instead. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, or it'll be like you. There's just a corpse, which there's cards that turn corpse into zombies, or maybe there's two zombies in here, etc. Um, but that's not the hard part. What's the hard part is 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 the combat in this game. So by default, everybody gets starts off with a knife, and a knife gives you one die to roll. A handgun gives you one die to roll. To roll multiple die, and most of these guys only have like one health. You know, yeah. some of the some of them have more, but. Um, 
the way you use the way you get more die with like the handgun is you have to spend more ammo. So like I have a you get a dial that's got your your ammo on it, and you start with like fifteen with like a regular or thirteen or something with the regular handgun. So it's like if I spend one ammo, I only get one die. I can spend up to three ammo in a single attack and get more dice and get up to three die, but I've used more ammo. Um, and then the catch is, let's see if I can get a good picture of the cards. Of course, people that are painting it that are way better than me. Yeah, like there's a picture real quick of the, the handgun ammo kind of track. Uh, da, da, da. I don't know if anybody... Nope, that's, that's all the pictures. Okay, so um, on the die... There's several, there's, there's a bunch of like, so half the symbols are like dodges, which depending on what type of monster you're facing, if it attacks you, that's what you have to roll to, to dodge. You know, the bigger the monster, the harder it is to dodge. Like one of them, you can dodge anything. One of them you need like for two of the small things or one medium thing, etc. Uh, but there's this, there's this kind of like, it looks like a, it looks like a bullet firing. Uh, there's that symbol and then there's the explosion and the explosion is only on like one side of the die and the explosion is the only thing that actually kills them. Oh, the little bullet blast thing that just pushes them a square. <laughs> mm. So sometimes there'll be one zombie and you're unloading like eight things into this guy before he finally takes that one hit and dies. Yeah, that's a. And meanwhile, every time you attack, all the zombies take get an action to move forward if they're on a tile that's linked to yours, and like all the doors are open. So yeah, uh, it's really hard in just the the kind of scarcity nature, not like as in a a difficulty of the overall scenario, but just you run out of resources real fast, and so like by the end of it, you might be just stabbing with a knife and hoping you don't die. <laughs> that's because yeah, like the and the um. The video game, there like there was scarcity of ammo. Yeah, but you were if you aimed at a zombie, you hit the zombie. Right, not just knocked it back. Okay, so so I'm looking at the tiles. So like the the edge of the tile constitutes a wall. Like yes. you can't see. Okay, Correct. Gotcha. That's when I and say then, linked tiles. I'm talking about like the doors. Like when a door's open, those tiles are now linked. Well, because I'm also looking like there are walls on the tiles, but that's internal to that specific tile. Right? Correct. Okay. Yep. All right. Because I was looking and I was like, there's specific, there's... this picture's got specific wall uh, miniatures kind of that it's adding to it. Yeah. Well, because like those, the, the two doors sort of to the left of that picture, yeah. I was like, there's a gap you can just walk through. Yeah. But no, those are separate tiles. So there's an implied wall there. Okay. Exactly. Uh, Mike Hargis has Resident Evil two and three and late pledge for number one. So I, I mean, I like this game. I'm, I'm very, the way that they do the campaign is really cool because like you can find stuff to make your characters better. Like there are rocket launchers in this game that I know you can use and those are going to have different dice profiles. I think the only thing, like I said, the only thing that sucks is like what you're saying. There's no way to like, I feel like there should be a aim action. Where, like, if I take an action to aim, I get two dice, and I don't have to spend a second ammo. That would, yeah. That would make things a lot different. Um, I, I, Yeah, that would be, like, really helpful. In fact, I may just implement that rule myself. There but you go. whatever, it's my game. Screw off. But, yeah, that's that's the only downside. Um, but I, I do it. I It's a really good game. I, I do enjoy it. As far as zombie games, it brings... Some, it's not just another generic zombie game it is bringing 
something different to the table, you know? Um, and especially the, the, it's got video game. It's even got video game like mechanics where I think I mentioned this before. There's an item box that you can dump stuff in that will then be on every map. So like whenever you get full of stuff, you just hightail it to the item box, unload everything that you don't need at the right moment. And then like, screw it. I'll look through it later. <laughs> and then, yeah, is it? So I see a typewriter mini. Is that like, can you save? Uh, so yes. So I haven't run into this yet, but, um, and some of this must be like extra 3d print. I don't know if some or either that, or it's an add on, maybe probably Kickstarter exclusive or something. So there's a deck that has like all, cause you know, in a lot of board games, especially co-op games, there's like, you go the, the month, the enemies move and then the board does stuff. Right. Yeah. So in this game, the board doing stuff is like a deck of cards where like, when you start off, most of them are like all clear and then like a third of them are bad. Mm-hmm. And then as you play along, the deck gets full of like other bad things that can happen and whatnot. Yeah. Um, well, in the intro games, when that deck runs out, you just shuffle it and keep going. But in the once you step out of the intro, the, the couple of starter zones, when that deck runs out, game over. Uh, oh. what the, and what the typewriter thing does, and there's like these real things is it allows you to shuffle that deck back up. <laughs> so oh, yeah, basically, so it's kind of like a save. It's giving you more time. Yeah. Yeah. The, it, it, it's actually ink ribbons, what it's called. Yeah. That's yeah. the token in the game that you get. If you don't get the, I just have the retail version. Okay. Oh yeah. That was, that was, that was one of the, um, I don't know if they started it. Um, so there are, there are some games that like, um, so the the one I first recognized. Do you remember the Onimusha games for PlayStation? It sounds familiar. I, yeah, I think my friend so there, played them. You had you had a rank like how well you did in the game based off of how many times you saved the game. Mm. And that was and then I st- um like the, my first playthrough of Onimusha. Oh, God, like eighty hundred saves or whatever because <laughs> it was like anytime I did something big, it was like oh run to the save point and save. And then, you know, you finish the game with like a D ranking and you're like, what? I, I did really awesome. What are you talking about? But um, so then I started like and one of the times I because when I pulled my PlayStation up from South Carolina and had Resident Evil 2, I think. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, I'm going through and like I'm doing all this stuff. So I've got like I've only used like three saves and that's because it was midnight and I had to turn the damn game off. Yeah. So it's like I'm running around with all these uh, ink ribbons. I don't know if I, I honestly don't know if that game had that mechanic for like how well you did based off save things. But yeah, like the ink ribbons. So like it's neat to see that they brought that into the actual. Oh, yeah. It seems like they've done a pretty good job of the the video games because that was the thing. It's like, man, they just keep pumping out a bunch of video game. This board game, vi- this the board game that the board game like I've got Dark Souls the new dark souls corset that that just came out. Uh, oh, my, yeah, yeah. my brother ha- is like a huge fan of dark souls. They just funded the whole, um, uh, uh, Elven ring thing or you know, steam forge games just did that whole Elven ring Kickstarter. We talked about last time. Um, yeah. so my brother's a big fan of, of Elden ring and, uh, dark souls. He made me promise not to even open it. He wants to, he wants to be there when I open it. Oh, um, wow. yeah, to get that, I guess that new board game smell or whatever. Um, okay. But just he's like, and he usually doesn't play board games, but he's excited to try this one out and see how the mechanics line up. So I'm I'm interested to see how that goes. So maybe in the the first episode in the new year, uh, we'll have we'll have some some talk about that. There's so, a Destiny Two chess set. Oh, are you looking to see if there's a Destiny video? 
Yeah, I, I typed in Destiny 2 board game. <laughs> There's a World of Warcraft one, but it was done by Fantasy Flight, actually. Oh, okay. Destiny board games. Let's open up that. That's on Bungie.net. That's official. No messages yet. Okay. Cool. <laughs> All right. So this is the the time of the this is our uh, our third section of the show and normally I would have some sort of game show here but I've not been having the best of luck at some of those recently so I thought uh, let's bring back one we haven't done in a while and let's I figure we should get back into the whole like playing games that actually exist like all them party games that you can do okay all right so uh, I have here. But wait, there's more. <laughs> I oh. talked to, I talked about this. I think at a D and D night or somewhere. I talked about this. So what we have here is this is this is a uh, a game with the the basic or uh, it's a bunch of pitches and then there's a bunch of different features that we're gonna get. So I'm gonna throw you. Uh, let's see, how is it? Is it how many cards? I think you get two cards. Not that we're playing by the actual rules. Yeah. Okay. And then they get a random feature later. Okay. Da-da-da-da-da. Oh Lord, I forgot that was okay. a thing too. All right, so Philip, would you would you like to go first? Uh, sure, let's go first. All right, so your first product is a bicycle. That no, that's not. That doesn't even make sense. We're gonna throw that back. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're gonna have to pitch to me, uh, commercial style, a bicycle with a reflective surface. A bicycle with a reflective surface. All right, all right. So um. Oh God, Philip, that got dark quick. <laughs> so I got you, you got a, you got a picture in the uh, the um, the the products that really don't solve a problem if you don't have your head up your ass kind of mm-hmm. category of infomercial. <clears throat> Has this ever happened to you? And then you see a bike as it's going down the road and it just narrowly gets uh, missed by a car. All right. Okay. And uh, yeah, so that's it there. Well, now introducing to you the. Reflecto Cycle 700. Riding on this bike, you will never, ever be almost mowed down by your impatient and and unobservant neighbors. That's right. Due to our special uh, quantum mirror technology in the finished paint of this bicycle, this will find every sliver of light that is coming from any source anywhere within a three-mile radius of you and reflects it back at 18 times normal intensity. But wait, there's more. This product also lifts, supports, and separates. (laughs) (laughs) That is the actual card. That's the card. No, I like legit. It says lifts, supports, and separates. Lifts, supports, and separates. All right. How did I work that in there? <laughs> Philip had me at quantum. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the new buzzword for this like holiday cycle. Quantum. Yeah, quantum. Everything's quantum now. I don't have anything for that last. Part. <laughs> <laughs> we've been stumped. We have. We've been stumped on. All that right, part. my turn. So I have to talk about a fridge that expands on contact. Philip, has this ever happened to you? Have you been like going to put like Thanksgiving? We just we just finished up Thanksgiving, and you got all your leftovers. But the you know you expected a bunch of family to come over, but you know your aunt and your uncle are divorcing now, and so nobody's showing up at Thanksgiving. And you made this big huge feast, and only a little bit of it got eaten. And oh my gosh, I got no room in my fridge now. But what if your fridge could just expand if you just push the back of it? 
It's the it's the TARDIS fridge. <laughs> it's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. You can shove all kinds of stuff in there, and it'll just keep going. It's called, it, or actually, we're gonna call this the fridge of holding. It's the fr- it's the fridge of holding. That's you just better. open the door and throw shit in. <laughs> That's better. Yeah, but wait, there's more. This fridge also allows you to control your electronics from your couch. <laughs> <laughs> So, this fridge has a special feature that uh, allows you to, using a specific app, you can open the door automatically and, uh, you know, you're, you're sitting there watching the game. Uh, my beer's empty. Fr- Philip, my beer's empty. What am I going to do? What are we going to do, Chris? Well, before the, before the fridge of holding, you'd have to go walk and get a beer. Nobody wants to do that. Now, with my, the special uh, bag of, or fridge of holding app, you can have it shoot a beer right to you. And we also put in a bunch of other stuff that allows you to control the rest of your stuff because we figured, hey, why not it? But more importantly, you can have your uh, leftovers shot right to you. Buy today. <laughs> seven Operators. Easy, seven Operators. easy payments of forty nine ninety five. Operators are standing by. All right. All right, Philip. You got another one. You got a hose. I got a hose. You got a hose. <laughs> Chris, okay. had me a beer. You got a hose that eliminates... <laughs> Um, that went in a, that went in a dark place real fast, but it's a hose that eliminates awkward silence. Uh, mm, that's just an edit button. That's a hose. What? No, that's just oh, like, oh. you're going to, uh, you're going to edit this all down and like all the quiet parts. That's just, you know, heck yeah. That's the benefit to the podcast. <laughs> right click. <delete. laughs> the podcast gets all the awkward silences removed. <clears throat> right click, save clip, right click, delete. Yeah. A hose that eliminates awkward silence. Yep. All right. So, uh, Okay. Well, I can tell you right now, it's not working. <laughs> Has this ever happened to you? And there's just nothing but me being quiet for 60 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm picturing like a hose that's really flexible, and it just like the guy brings it up, and it's just like when you wave it in the background. Uh, okay, all right, no, so I got, all right, got it, all right. Has this ever happened to you? And then we just have to imagine that there's 60 seconds of nothing. Okay. <laughs> well, don't worry. Now, with the new with the new hose of silence. Now, don't be misled by the name because the hose of silence, all you have to do is take it out of its ventilated carrying crate. It's a 12-foot boa constrictor. Hey! <laughs> but wait, there's more. It also comes with an LCD screen <laughs> with hose of silence. You will always have something to talk about at parties. If you can be heard over the screams of all your neighbors. Oh my God. And with the built-in LCD screen, you'll be able to program and have the hose of silence, uh, broadcast videos onto your wall through its projection eyes Ooh. and built-in Bluetooth speaker set. Uh, and then you like tap it and it turns into a stick. It's like Moses where he like threw down his staff and it turned oh, yeah, into there a there you go. Little, little tap. Uh actually I just had the funniest idea for like how you should how this commercial actually would go is okay. has this ever happened to you? And it's just a clip of me telling one of my bad jokes, and then there's that awkward pause nothing. afterwards, <laughs> and then Philip shows up like now. We have the hose of silence 3000. It's just you with like a fire hose that's got like the lever, and like you pull it on and it just like pushes me away. Like, I'm like, ah! 
and it just like throws me all away with the with with water. Need you in a rolly chair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I'm in a rolly chair. Oh, a, there you go. Yeah, I'm already in a rolly chair. All right, my turn. This will be the last one. I promise. All right, <laughs> all right so I have We've to do. Subjected our viewers to this enough. <laughs> I have to do a drill. Oh, also show stuff. You could send us a uh, send us a thing. Let us know of other because. I need to just go to the target <laughs> and just find like all those all, all those games up there that do it. Yeah. Um, that's like who's the worst at blah or would you rather like some would you rather stuff would probably be really great. Oh yeah. So, but I have to talk about a drill that seals those pesky leaks instantly. <laughs> it's kind of like the opposite of what a drill's for. <laughs> it's, it's the, uh... I turns gotta, a pesky leak into a major distraction. Yeah. Hmm. I I got nothing. I need to. Yeah. I need to. I gotta have four. For, okay. This one all right. solves all again. Solves all your nighttime worry. <laughs> but then there was this drill, and she was like, "There's no way." So so uh, now we have the uh, the psycho drill three thousand uh, has been. Uh, infused has this ever happened to you have you woken up with my terrible dream just covered up in sweat like huh you know clowns were there and everything but uh and then it's gone and you've forgotten what it is but you're scared to go back to sleep because what if it comes back now you can have the psycho drill 3000 we specifically took uh haunted remains from a graveyard and then had some voodoo ca- or you know some mojo cast over them so We've taken that and imbued it straight into the drill. So you keep this by your bed, it'll manifest into your dreams, and you can just take it right to that evil clown right in the face. It's the Psycho Drill 3000. But wait, there's more. It also has powerful vacuum action. So once you've drilled your, once you've, you know, drilled your nightmares into pieces, you want to clean that up because everybody knows, you know, a nice and tidy subconscious is the best kind of subconscious. So then it's also got powerful vacuum action to just suck up the pieces of your nightmares. And then you'll have re- a much more restful sleep. You don't need to order because operators are already haunting your nightmares and uh, delivering them to you. <laughs> We've already charged your bank accounts. This <laughs> is Amazon. We're already in your house. Yeah. <laughs> the drill is coming from inside the house. <laughs> so there you go. But wait, there's more. We're not nearly drunk enough to be playing that game. Um, yeah. Well, technically, in the game, you're supposed to have like a minute to think about it. <laughs> oh, okay, there you go. So, like, you're not supposed to on the spot kind of do it, but we're we're improving here. This is just exactly. improv comedy here. It's so improv something. All right, it's time to uh, roll that beautiful bean footage, which I have now. That's right. It's on here. There we go. That's been our show, folks. Uh, if you like what we did and you want to see us live, you got to go to boardsandswords.com slash live. Uh, that's got the schedule and the links to our live streaming channels. Check us out uh, most every other Monday. Um, I've been good at keeping up the schedule whenever we have an issue. Whenever we have an issue, you know, check out that calendar. It gets updated. All right, send us feedback. Show stuff in the Discord channel, uh, boardsandswords.com slash Discord. Send us some pics of what you're doing, and it'll help fill that awkward silence. So uh, you can also email us, feedback at boardsandswords.com. Facebook, I'm doing a lot of stuff on Facebook these days, at boardsandswordspod. 
at Boards and Swords Chris on Instagram, and until it explodes in a raining fire of death, it's uh, at Boards and Swords on Twitter. So you can also, boardsandswords.com's got everything we do, all links to everything, like our Patreon. Check it out, help support the show. We'll be back in two weeks. No, actually, no, we'll be back next week. <laughs> this show's late. We'll be back next week with another episode. And remember, in the meantime, every gamer's got a story, and this one can be had for low for four easy payments of nine ninety nine cents. <laughs>